Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, just sitting here, wondering why the Padres made this move, signing Wandy Peralta to a four-year deal. I heard him. He said Wandying. $16.5 million deal, although essentially it's four one-year deals since there's player opt-outs every every single season. Now, we've we've seen what happens when guys play well, like Michael Walker. And can opt out of their deal. Yeah. Seth Lugo can opt out of their deal. There's also the other side of it. You get the player gets hurt, doesn't do well, he opts in and just keeps collecting paychecks for years and years. We know it all too well. And uh, there's the other side of that possibility as well. So there's risks on both ends of opt outs for the team. And usually it's uh, it's always good for the players to get as many opt outs as possible. Indeed. That's why you want opt-outs in your next deal. Daily opt-out. At least weekly opt-out. All right. We have, uh, we've opted out of guests for like the last week and a half of that streak. is officially coming to an end right now because we are joined by MLB analyst, former big league player, uh, maybe the only player out of Poway High School ever to make the big leagues. Do you know any others <laughs> no, at all? No, no, no. Xavier Scruggs is with us here right now on 97.3 The Fan. I'm, I'm racking my brain, Xavier. Tony's going to take a bat to your knees <laughs> if you do that again. Welcome. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Happy to be on here with you. Thank you so much, man. We have been enjoying your content uh, tremendously. We loved uh, what you did with Ali Marmol. Very, very interesting stuff. I know you were in the Cardinals organization, and uh, you know Ali's been a little bit beleaguered uh, over the, especially last year. Just a rough, rough year for them. But I, I really, I came away from your sit down with him feeling like if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm feeling a lot better about the upcoming season. Yeah, I think that was uh, first of all I appreciate, you know, the the uh, the you know, appreciation for the the podcast, but I think that was a lot of why I wanted to sit down with him is because I, I know Ollie as a person. Um I've now gotten to know him better as a manager, and I kind of wanted to see allow people to see that that personality side of him, but also his mentality as a manager and some of the things that he's gone through and knowing that um, last year was an extremely frustrating season, but his thought process is extremely positive. He's learned a lot during his, you know, short time as a manager, but also his time with the Cardinals organization. And it's a fan base that expects nothing but the best. Yep. And he understands that. And I think that's a lot of what I wanted to show and, and a lot of what I wanted to hear from him and, and get to some of the tough topics that, that involve, you know, managing young guys as well as Hall of Famers and, and try to get the intricacies of that because 
a lot of times we don't get that opportunity to sit down with managers and let them be candid in a sense, and the off season is the perfect time to do it. I think our uh, our friend Katie Wu was writing about his story, and you know, obviously he learned a lot from Mike Schilt, and I, it was telling the the part where when Schilt was let go by the Cardinals, he immediately said to Ollie, "You take this job. You yeah. know, if they they offer it to you, you've got to take this job." I thought that said something about uh, Mike Schilt, and uh, give give us your thoughts on the new manager of the Padres, Xavier. Yeah, I mean, Mike Schilt is someone that I've I've got the opportunity to be around a, a lot during my time with the Cardinals, and I feel like I have a great grasp on who he is as a person and who he is as a coach, as a manager, and I think that there's a lot of things that almost have nothing to do with the game itself that allow him to have a lot of success. I think he communicates amazingly with players. I think he has a great sense of empathy for players and understands how tough it is to play the game. I think he builds a clubhouse culture, and and obviously that's one of those words that we use in in all types of ways, but there's a clubhouse culture that he builds off of of trust, off of um, understanding people's personalities, um, being able to mesh egos together. He does a great job of that. And when we look at some of the best leaders in in different industries, it's their ability to bring people together no matter their personalities and feel like they have a, an opportunity to succeed. And I feel like he does that extremely well. Um, he's learned from some of the best when it comes to, to, to his experience. And, and I think he got a tough, tough draw with the Cardinals. I'm excited to see what he can do with San Diego because obviously there's a lot of talent there and just signed another big talent piece with Wandy Peralta. Uh, talking to Xavier Scruggs here on Ben and Woods this morning. Make sure if you get the opportunity, go check out his uh, podcast show and go. Really, it, it's produced really well. Visually, it looks spectacular, and you're getting really good guests. Like, well, one of uh, I'm 48 years old. It's the batting stance I imitated more than anyone in the world. That's Gary Sheffield, who 1,000% should be in the Hall of Fame. He did a long form uh, with you, which is not something he does a lot. What was that like sitting down talking to Gary Sheffield, and what kind of insights did he give you? Man, that was uh, that was special for me. And obviously, you know, I think at any age, we were all kind of imitating that batting stance, at least for some point in our lives. Yes. Um, just because it's, it's unique, but also like the, the player he was, was extremely special. Like you don't see a Gary Sheffield come around that often as, as far as that type of player who had that type of power, but with that type of plate discipline. Um, so it was a great opportunity for me to sit down, especially right before the hall of fame announcement to figure out a lot of what those emotions are like having been on the uh, on the ballot for nine years and then the final year this year um and you're right he doesn't sit down and do long sit downs and 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 longer conversations so i felt like it was an opportunity for me to use our relationship to dig a little bit and to figure out kind of how how he feels about it but also understand his approach at the plate like that was one thing that i was always interested in is what was the approach at the plate? What allowed you to start doing the bat waggle? What gave you the power that you had? And he's very apt to, to being open with, with uh, helping young players. So I wanted to figure out what is he telling young players today that can, they can apply to their game that they can, that they can use and, and make them special today, uh, one specifically Jazz Chisholm, who he's worked with. Uh, but, yeah, just, I mean, uh, amazing stuff. If, if people get that opportunity 
and it's you can't just apply it to baseball. It can be applied to so many aspects of life. A lot of the little um, details that he had about his path and his journey. You know, I got to watch uh, Gary Sheffield up close when I was uh, younger as a Padres fan. When he was with the team in 1992 and part of 1993, he's the one player that you didn't want to sit in the stands down the third base line yeah. in foul territory. This was before they extended the nets. <laughs> Take Ter- terrifying oh, yeah. because he was always hitting those line drives out in front of him. Just like, okay, straighten that one out. That's a home run. Straighten the one, that one out. That's a home run. And, you know, Xavier, you played at the top level, but there are certain guys, and I, I never totally understood this, that just have, like, skills even above and beyond. And, and Sheffield, that bat speed, that those quick hands, seemed like they were beyond even what a normal professional athlete would bring to the table. Oh, my goodness. It, 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 I mean, you just saying that, it, it almost brings, like, chills to me thinking about the types of players that I played with that are like that. But just even thinking about having the opportunity to sit down with a legend like that, I was almost like stopping myself from pinching myself during the sit down because that's kind of just how I looked at it was like in awe. And then I think about the guys that I played with that are kind of were like, that was like Matt holiday was one of those guys that literally you, you do not want to see him pull something as hard as he could because you had to watch out for your life. Like watch your that lips. was yep. one of those, watch, yeah, watch your lips. That's one of those guys. I think about, even even there's smaller guys that maybe not the same build, but even a Fernando Tatis, like watching him play, his hands are so quick that if he pulls something at the miles per hour exit below, like you better watch out. There's guys that are like that. And I've also, the last one uh, I played with in Miami was Giancarlo Stanton. Like he, he, those are the types of players that when they touch the baseball, it is just a different sound and it's just a different flight off the bat and you really have to stand in awe sometimes because it, there's not a lot of guys that come come across that are like that. Oh man, such good stuff. Talking to Xavier Scruggs here on Ben and Woods this morning. I want to ask a question of you as somebody again that played at the highest level, you're around the game, you know a lot of people in the game. Does culture breed winning or does winning breed culture? Because I think here in San Diego, uh, Xavier, watching this team as closely as we have over the last few years, we've seen what we perceived was really, really good culture, um, but they didn't win much. Then, you know, you hear rumors of this and that, and and they win. And you're like, on here. And, and you know, you lose a, a guy in the lineup like Juan Soto, but many people are saying, oh, I expect, you know, maybe that will be bring the team closer together. I have no idea. I've never been in those locker rooms other than to, you know, report on stuff. But in your opinion, being around the game as long as you have, what's kind of your take on, on the whole culture situation in baseball? Yeah, I think that the, the it can kind of go either way, but I look at one thing that we may discount is kind of going through adversity too. I think that breeds an opportunity for success. Um, and I think that's what you'll see the Padres kind of go through this season, knowing that they had so much star power last year and weren't able to put it together. Okay, what can we do from the start that'll give us a different outlook on our season? I think that's going to be a focus for them um, and I think that they have to understand that they have to build a foundation of culture amongst themselves. Like a, a lot of times we look to a certain figure to do it, right? It may be a, a certain bigger personality in the You can use certain things as a chip on the shoulder, like the frustration of last year, to move into success in 2024.
Talking to Xavier Scruggs here on uh, Ben and Woods. And what do you make of the slowdown right now in the free agent market in the offseason? You had the early big signings, but now they're still, I mean, we're, I think today the Padres are packing their trucks yeah, and heading truck to day. Peoria. Yeah. So we are very close to spring training. And you still have stars like Bellinger, Chapman, Snell, Montgomery still unsigned. Some say like 20 of the top 50 free agents have not signed yet. This is a, a pretty slow market this offseason. What do you think the cause is of that, Xavier? Yeah, I think Boris is definitely one of the biggest causes of it, right? He's just not going to uh, give in. Um, I think that's a part of it. He's, he's, he uh, is a representative for a few of these guys. Um, but also I look at there's uncertainty with some of these guys that are at the top of – that were at the top of their game last year, right? You still, you still, Blake Snell was amazing last year, but there's always question marks about how deep he can go into games, how much, how many walks he'll give up. I love Blake Snell, but there's guys, you know, at the, in these front offices that are not willing to give him the money that he's looking for because of the inconsistencies within his career, right? And the ups and downs in which he's had. Um, we know when he's at the best, he's one of the best pitchers in all baseball, but we also have seen, the opposite side. So I think there's question marks there. The same with Cody Bellinger. And when you look at the top of the top, a lot of times that affects the other guys that are below them, right? And it may not just be starting pitchers um, b- below a Blake Snell. It can be relief pitchers. We understood that, you know, Hader didn't sign for a while, so that affects a lot of the other relief pitchers and what their market looks like. So um, I think we're starting to see the trickle effect a little bit more now. Guys are starting to sign a little bit more and disregarding and figuring out more what their market looks like besides some of those big guys. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of it was that. But also, it wasn't a great free agent market to to begin with. Um, A lot of great talent came from Japan and came from Korea, too. So there was a lot of factors that kind of weighed in on why there was a slow market here in, in the U.S. Now, before we let you go, Xavier, I've seen you uh, on your your podcast taking some swings, and it looks pretty solid. Anything left in the tank as we are in the market? I know you played some left field as well. We are in desperate need of a left fielder. and uh, Maybe yeah, you, they're, they're... you and left, Tony Gwynn Jr. in center, and we just call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know if you should be signing up Tony Gwynn Jr. like that, but... <laughs> But what I will say is I will do my best to at least let Schilt know that if he needs a right-handed bat off the bench, I will be available. And especially with the minor leagues or or what the minimum salary is now, I'll I'll definitely take some of that. Right-hander, sorry, man. We have way too many of those. We're actually in the hunt for a (laughs) left-handed hitter. So if you see anybody, please send them our way. But we we certainly thank you for your time. I recommend everybody go check out the Show and Go podcast. Uh, Also, the the stuff you did with your wife giving birth in Korea was spectacular. I was talking to my wife about it last night. And she basically said, look, if you were doing radio in Korea and I was having a baby, I would say – have fun doing radio in Korea. I'll see you when you get back. Your wife actually went along for the trip, and you guys had your baby in Korea, and that is incredible. Yes, man. And that's one thing is as the Padres and Dodgers will open up in Korea, I, I've always – it's given me a reason to go back to those experiences as I'll go out there for opening day out there. And, and I, I want to give people an idea as to what baseball and the lifestyle is like out there. So I appreciate you checking that out. Great stuff. Xavier Scruggs, uh, really appreciate it. A lot of fun. Thank you for the conversation. No problem, guys. You guys take it easy.
Xavier Scruggs, MLB analyst, uh, podcast host, and uh, good insight. Yes, yeah. Poway, Poway High School. That all, also County. where yeah. our Tony Gwynn Jr. happened to go to high school Correct. as well. I've been told. Yeah. Not just Xavier Scruggs. All right, let's take a time out. Uh, we still have a Rindle report coming out. Get some headlines. Uh, getting some reaction as to what what do the Padres have left to spend if they want to stand now stay under the. The luxury tax threshold, getting some early numbers in following the Wandy Peralta signing. We can discuss that as well. Coming up after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So doing some quick calculations. By the way, thanks again to Xavier Scruggs. That was a fun conversation uh, for joining us. Hopefully Great we'll dude. get a chance to do that again. I would like to hear more about his time in Korea yeah. as well. Brought it up briefly there at the uh, end of the conversation. But it sounds like he's got some stories uh, from his time playing in the KBO. Uh, the signing of Wandy Peralta, and the official numbers aren't in, but reportedly a four-year, 16 million-dollar deal with opt-outs galore uh, for Wandy Peralta. If you figure that that means a $4 million per year luxury tax number, according to SpotTrack, that would put the Padres just over $210 million for their luxury tax number right now. Uh, the threshold, the, the penalty threshold for 2024 is 237 million. What are we at again? That would be just over 210 million, which would still leave them about 27 million shy 
of penalties for the luxury tax. The actual payroll for the Padres would climb to about 153 total with 144 active payroll for the 2024 team. Got some uh, early returns. Whoa, what was that? My keys got caught up. He broke a glass or something. Headphone. (laughs) I was like, did he drop his martini glass over there? Uh, You're seeing some 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 tweets roll in. Uh, Some people are some. Here's where it stands. Some people are excited that the Padres did anything. So right, you fall in that camp of like, yes, we're alive. We're we are currently actively trying to win baseball games next year. Then I've seen some tweets, Benny, about the peripherals of Wandy Peralta. Not good. A lot of walks, a lot of home runs given up. Um, last season. Last season. The, the season before seasons was before. Pretty and... good. Also, uh, pitching in Yankee Stadium. You know, that's Petco's probably a little bit more uh, pitcher friendly there. Um, walk rate a little bit high. Uh, yeah, hopefully that's something you can corral. I mean, the the pretty basic numbers, you look at his ERA, about a 2-5 ERA, not bad, not bad at all. But, um, yeah, you know, it, it like anything, remains to be seen. Uh, not sure where he's going to slot in. Uh, but, you know, when you when you think about the Padres' bullpen as it stands, and I know we're all comfortable with it, and I wonder, are we comfortable with the Padres' bullpen right now, Ben, because of the sheer volume of people that are down there? Or is it because you feel like, well, they're they're going to be really really effective. I've seen people uh, tweeting, you know, hey, look, we get the game to the fifth inning, game's over. We got so many good arms. It doesn't really always work that way, as we we've, we've seen here. We've had that kind of scene before. Um, is it because of the sheer volume of players? Well, because Matsui is an un- unknown, and Wusuk goes an unknown at this point. Steven Wilson has his ups and downs, but is pretty solid. Uh, Robert Suarez has his ups and downs, but has good stuff. You know, it, it, there's there is a there's something to be said for having a stable of arms, and well, they yeah. definitely have that. Yeah, I mean, the great thing about having a Josh Hader is you know what you're getting for yeah. the most part. One of the more consistent ninth-inning guys, dominant, not going to give up much. But when you have a deep bullpen, you know that probably three or four of those guys at any given moment are going to be pitching pretty well, which gives the manager a lot of options. Yeah. You know, you go with the hot hands and, you know... the. Guy, you know, you know how bullpens work. Almost every reliever is going to have good stretches and bad stretches. And if you have more guys who are going through good stretches, then anytime you're in a one-run game, you can throw in someone you feel confident about. So I like the idea of a deep bullpen. I still wonder whether this is maybe the sign that the Padres are willing to deal though someone. And I mentioned Stephen Wilson because if I'm an opposing GM, who am I asking about? If I my bullpen is thin and stinks and I don't have a lot of money, I'm going to be looking for a player who's under team control, who's making the minimum, who has shown good stuff. And Stephen Wilson is one of them. Can I interest you in an Adrian Morehone? Not as much. Oh, okay. Not as much. He makes a little bit more. I thought I would throw that out there. He's, I mean, he's left-handed, which is interesting. But Wandy is left-handed, which gives the Padres more left-handed depth now than most teams. I wonder if Tom Cosgrove is someone, and he was fantastic last fantastic. season, and I know people are going to be mad that I even bring it up. Whenever a Padre starts but, to do good, you try to trade well, them. Well, do you believe that Tom Cosgrove <laughs> is a one seven five ERA, sub-one whip guy, or that that funkiness of the delivery is something that other teams may start to catch up on as they see him more often? And that his You're numbers sell high. His numbers are due for a regression. And if a team needs a left-hander, you just added a left-hander in your bullpen. Could you sell high on Tom Cosgrove in a package that brings you back something you do need, like an outfielder? 
that, I'm just throwing it out there. And I don't know how mad that would make everybody if Tom Cosgrove got traded. Loved watching him pitch Great. last season. Yep. But not someone that I necessarily project is going to be. This guy's uh, can't miss one of the great closers in baseball for the next 10 years. You can't possibly get rid of him. I think there's a good chance that Tom Cosgrove fooled some people in his first season and that he's due, not necessarily to fall off the, t- the map, but he's due to go back to being more of a you know three, four ERA middle sixth inning type guy as opposed but, to a strong setup reliever in major league baseball for the long run. I mean, I don't know that you can I don't know that you can say that with any certainty. No, of course not. Right. Nor I mean, can AJ Preller, nor can anyone else. Yeah. But he was a candidate my I would think for a sell high cheap guy that other teams would be interested in but right now. But you need to you need to keep the cheap guys. I mean, we're out here offering, you know, 16 million dollars. That's that's a fine pickup, and I'm certainly not mad at it. And yes, it did scratch the itch of, hey, look, a transaction. But I think you need to try to keep those cats on your team as opposed to get them in, and signing guys like Wandy Peralta for $16 million. Uh, I know the opt outs and all obviously, that. Obviously, but. but they've already signed Wandy Peralta. So, yeah. you know, that, that, He's here. that, that horse is out of the barn or in the barn or whatever. I don't even know that that's a saying. I'm not sure either. Let's put the toothpaste back the in the barn tube. door after the toothpaste is out of the tube. Yeah. Um, I am looking the horse back in the tube. Again, I'm looking at this. It's easy to, it's easy to make trades when you want to trade the players that you're not that big a fan of for players you like on other teams. Well, and also the I guys that are making at, the most money yes, for the guys, for the guys making, least making the least money. Sure. I'm looking at it because other GMs want cheap guys, and they're not going to give up their valuable players without something in return. So I'm trying to look at this from another team's perspective, and I'm looking at the Padres roster, and boy, I don't have any lefties in my bullpen, and I don't have any money to spend. Is there anyone out there that's available? Who would trade a left-handed reliever who's cheap and controllable right now? Well, the Padres, they just signed Juan Petralta. They they just signed that uh, that reliever from Asia. He's left-handed, too. I wonder if they'd be willing to talk about Tom Cosgrove right now. He had a really good season. I mean, what if he could do that for our team next year? I've got surplus outfielders that are fairly affordable. They might mean I just this is how the kind of the discussion in my head imagines a trade shaping up in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I think that's that's fair, but I I do, you know, there is something to be said for Keeping young, controllable guys and not and, and not signing and and again, I don't you know the Matsui deal didn't break the bank. Neither did the Wusuk Go deal. They weren't they weren't massive, massive. But I assume deals. you're not trading any of the guys you just signed to free agents. Correct. So they're here. Who is possibly if you have a surplus in the bullpen, who could possibly be traded? And it's easy to say Adrian Mori home. Yeah, of course. But that's 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 a. You got to give something to get. You got to give something to get. Get something. I can't think that there's a lot of teams out there that are salivating over the possibility of Adrian Morihone right now. Sure. I mean, you know, you've seen guys way worse than Adrian Morihone get uh, get multiple chances. Truly. I mean, it, it, it left-handed pitcher in the big leagues that can throw in the in the 90s. You're going to get some looks still. So uh, we said it early in the early in the off season. That this is such a pivotal year for him and uh, and the next step of his career. So. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I again, I think that I was. It was nice to see them do something. Obviously, there's a lot more to be done. But yeah, you're gonna now with the with that many arms down the bullpen. You got to think they have a little bit of a surplus that they can deal from. Uh, Jeff in the chat says Morahone from Manoa feels like something both sides. Um, 
Yeah, not 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 saying it's impossible. I I would guess that the Blue Jays are still trying to oversell Manoa as someone who was really good a couple of years ago and is trying to get a little bit more for him. Than, That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> but, well, considering how hard it is to find starting pitching right now, and I'd probably want more than that, but I'm not saying that's impossible. And, and Manoa definitely remains someone <laughs> I think is on the Padres' radar as, as someone they'd be looking at for the right price. I will say this. The other reason I would keep Tom Cosgrove in case Wandy, Wandy Peralta opts out after the first year because he has a really good season. And you have so, Cosgrove under control for many years. Yeah, I just keep I keep, okay. those, I keep those young, controllable lefties uh, as much as I can. That's it. You're not wrong. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Paulie's got some headlines to wrap things up in our final segment. The Rindle Report coming up next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sarah Bennett Woods is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. We've been talking about the Padres signing of free agent left-handed relief pitcher Wandy Peralta. Did not have relief pitcher signing on my radar for today. No, I didn't either. Which keeps uh, very in line with A.J. Preller's philosophy of let's keep doing surprising things over and over again. On your toes. Definitely have to stay on your toes when it comes to A.J. Preller. You never know what direction. You think he's going to zig, and then he zags. zags. Uh, Kevin A.C. in his uh, latest four minutes ago piece that just dropped, uh, he says the team is also seeking another veteran starter. Hyunjin Ryu, maybe. He does not mention that, but that's the one. But, but look decent yep. and continues to throw in this offseason and yeah, if he goes back to, I mean, he had some good years with the Dodgers, especially. He was he was good at some points. So, yeah, he's a he's a possibility. But we already knew they were looking for another starter, yeah. and stunningly, they are also looking for outfielders. I'm told, and probably another reliever or two. That that see now that I was not expecting. I was not either. Thought you're pretty good at reliever. But then again, last year in spring training, I thought, yeah, they're pretty set in the starting rotation. Michael Walker has been signed by the San Diego Padres. Yep. Oh, okay. Turned out that worked out pretty pretty well for the Padres, actually. Indeed. So, all right, Paulie's uh, kept him. Paulie's standing by. We'll get some uh, headlines here of the Roundel Report right after a check. Traffic. And get things started here with our 
edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle Report. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report with Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biatch? It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a all right. All right. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to start off in the world of football. Not football. Football. And uh, talking about one of the biggest names in the sport, Neymar. I saw this headline on ESPN this morning. Now, I uh, do not condone online bullying, but I do like it when an athlete will clap back. <laughs> I like the clap back as well. I love the clap very back. much. So, ben doesn't clap back much, and I wish he did. I like to do it. Not like that. Like really, go get him. So Neymar is out for the rest of the season. He suffered a knee injury back in October, and while he's recovering, he went and attended a 58th birthday party for a soccer player who I don't know their last name, so I'm just going to skip it, in Rio de Janeiro. Player Solid X. preparation and reporting. Yeah. <laughs> you well, knew that was coming. When I first went through the story, I was like, oh, Ronaldo. And I'm like, nope, not Ronaldo. <laughs> Anyways, pictures of Neymar surfaced okay. at the birthday party, and uh, people went and went to the comments and noticed that they thought he had put on weight. Oh. Some even posted... Fake pictures of Neymar with a much bigger body. And he didn't like that, so he went on Instagram to his, by the way, uh, 218 million <laughs> followers. <laughs> and he posted a video to his story. And it's him, and he's walking, he's got the phone out. He says, Finished training today. I've put on beauty weight, but fat? Nah. And he lifted the shirt. Just and he ended the uh, he ended the video by giving everybody a middle finger, and he said, suck it, haters. I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> You're not going to take a finely tuned athlete like Neymar and start to body shame him, are you? Yeah, People I, really do that. I, even the athletes that are a tad heavier, yeah. really, stay away from that. They're professional athletes. You're not. Uh, I even saw someone in our chat was going, Trent Grisham looks like he's put on some weight. I haven't seen what? any pictures I, of Trent Grisham. Like, I have no idea where, are you where going Trent with Grisham this? is. Where are you going with this? I don't understand. Men commenting on other men's bodies. Obviously, Tony Gwynn got it a lot, yeah. especially at the end of his career. It's weird, man. But It's weird. I get it. I've gotten it. It sucks. Never fun to see. I'm not going to cast any stones. Well, I know what it feels Next like time you get it, just lift your shirt up like Neymar and say, suck yeah, it, haters. Here, suck it, haters. <laughs> but I know what it feels like Give to the be bird. on the other end of that. So do your shirt again. Not going to do my shirt again. All right. Moving over to the NFL. Saw this yesterday from a Dallas Cowboys beat reporter. It says, Jerry Jones said the Cowboys are going all in. It's about time. 2024. <laughs> Quote, we will be going all in. I would say that you will see us this coming year, not build it for the future. What? And I go, 
Finally. As opposed to every other year when you're Finally. always in the mix on every Those single Dallas free Cowboys long known for the playing the long game and never going after the star players or Trying to win right now. They're finally Bro, going all in to win now. That's what happens when you see the light, well, the <laughs> darkness at the end of the tunnel. You know that your days are numbered, and you're like, I got them. My glory days, glory hole, so far behind. There it was. Yeah. Glory hole. There they were. Glory days. So <laughs> far behind him. So far behind him, Betty. I mean, they're, I was, they're all in every year. I was. There's a, very few NFL teams that aren't all in every I, year. I was like a kid when they were winning Super Bowls and and being dominant. We make fun, but is there any fan out there who wouldn't love their team owner? Well, I think Barrett could send a picked up the phone right now and said, "Hey, we're, we're all, all in. in this year. We all go. Yes, we're all in. Yeah, like, cool. Can you sign anybody that is not a relief pitcher? Then? <laughs> yeah, fair enough." <laughs> I don't know what your third story is, but did you see the breaking news this morning about our beloved Las Vegas and the Sphere? No. The next... Is it official? It's official. The next artist taking Other over than the Sphere. Fish. No, no, Fish is not playing the Sphere, I don't think, are yeah, they? Yeah, they are. Oh, they are. But the, they got the, like four dates. I, yeah, they have four dates. The next uh, one after that, they're going really staying in that jam band route. They're going with the Grateful Dead. Okay, they've been rumored. Yep, and oh my God, they did the sphere with the dead logo on it, and it looks unbelievable. I'd go to that. Would you? Yeah. Would I you? Mean, I, there's you really, just want to go to the sphere. There's nobody. I there's really few artists I wouldn't see at the sphere. What is it going to smell like in there? Marijuana cigarettes. Yeah. Grateful Dead. It says concert. in 2023, my Dead and Company God. played their final tour. But there are other ways to make sure the music never stops. And it's going to be a ball. Get it? A ball. And there's the sphere. It lights sphere. up. And it's the dead. Best logo in music history. The skull with the lightning bolt goes up around the sphere. And it That's looks awesome. in. I just That's retweeted it. It's going to be very psychedelic. It <laughs> is going to be. Oh, God. You're going to have people losing their minds. It's going to be there. a cloud. I would have medics standing by. Uh, they do. In the sphere, they do, that, and they whatever's will. going on there. Holy smokes, man! <laughs> well, Dead and company. I do have a third story that's kind of in line with uh, the Grateful Dead, I suppose. There is a 39-year-old woman in Colorado. Like, I did not find this story on one of my favorite subreddits, Not the Onion, but it belongs on Not the Onion. A uh, 39-year-old woman in Colorado named Crystal Gable just found out that she's apparently running for president. Oh. She doesn't want to be running for president, but she is. So he signed her up? Yeah, she... Can you do that? It's a good bit. she do that to Ben. <laughs> she never planned <laughs> to run. Like, she's not happy about this in the slightest. She's on the ballot in Minnesota's primary, and she is running as the, quote, legal marijuana now party. And she is a marijuana activist okay. in Colorado. And she has ran for a much smaller political offices before. Sure, she's they, she's running for president but now against now, her she will. She just found out th about this. She found out because she used to be in that party's Facebook group, okay. and they nominated her without her permission. <laughs> they just assumed she'd be cool with it. She doesn't even check the Facebook group anymore, the Legal Marijuana Now Facebook group. And she found out because she has a Google alert set up for her name. And she saw that Crystal Gable running for president, 
And so Minnesota's primary is on March 5th. It's too late to get herself off of the ballot. So she is now campaigning and actively telling people, don't vote for me, please. The anti-campaign. None of the above. Yeah, don't don't vote for me. It's the old, what is it? Uh, if nominated, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. Will not serve, yeah. Man, I didn't know you could, like, just nominate someone for president. And, like, they have no choice about it. You're now on the ballot, running I for president. No idea. I would really, whether you like it or not. I would really like to put you on the ballot because <laughs> you would actually get my vote. Thanks. Okay. Still have to do this show though. Sorry. I would absolutely do both. Uh, somebody hands you your little portfolio after the show of the nuclear football right yeah. here as yeah. I'm doing the show. Yeah, it'd be great. And then I get on Air Force One like right after yeah. ten o'clock. Probably go play back. golf. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest with you. You would play more golf than Trump and everybody combined. I mean, they the get best on courses. Good courses. Yeah, the they best really good courses. <laughs> that would be the one thing that you would... can work while golfing. I mean, you know, I don't, you I don't ever have a huge problem about. But that. you can't, I can't work. No, other people can. You would I be can. narrating your shots for the whole world to see. Right, <laughs> it'd be tough. Thank you, Paulie. Very welcome. Uh, I have a minor, like last Rindle report story. Okay. I wanted to mention just because uh, last night, so I was watching the Aztecs game, and when it was over, I turned on Channel Ten, and Celebrity Wheel of Fortune was on. Joe Buck was one of the contestants. Oh, yes. He got his doors blown No, off he did not. By Coach Beard. Oh, from, from Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, who was one of the best I see it. non or regular celebrity like Wheel of Fortune contestants I've ever seen. So they get to play twice. It's a whole hour. He won both games, both both bonus games, almost won the million. I think he ended up winning like $500,000 for his charity. He solved Everything he was. You remember the, really the puzzles? I I remember a couple of the puzzles, but um, I should have known. I think was the bonus game that he won on the last one was the the, the puzzle. Uh, but he was really really smart. Seems Brent, like a Brendan sharp something was his yeah, name, the Brandon. actor's name. But he was very sharp. And Joe was like, I did not know Brendan I was, Hunt. I did not know I was going to come on this show and get absolutely <laughs> smoked and embarrassed by someone. I think Joe thought. Uh, celebrity Will of Fortune, I'm going to do fairly well on this. And he was like, nope, you are not going to do well at all on this program. Before we get out of here, fill me in on what's going on in golf. I've been getting texts about it. What's what's uh, happening? So they, they just announced they had the players meeting, a big Zoom with all the players, and they have officially landed a $3 billion deal. Ooh. Not with the Saudi, not with the PIF, but this is with the Strategic Sports Group, the Cabal of owners like East Coast sports owners like um, Cohen and Grouseback who owns the Celtics and the uh, Boston Red Sox owners, and they're investing a ton of money into golf. And essentially, they're making it so the players are like stakeholders. Like the longer you're oh, on tour, the more of this equity you get. Ooh. Like you know, Tiger probably now owns five percent of the PGA Tour. So the rich get richer, is what you're yes. saying. Yeah, and cool. I don't know awesome. if it's going to affect our watching or viewing experience. It doesn't bring any of the live golfers back. That's still to be negotiated. But hey, if you are a professional golfer listening right now, congratulations on your riches. Yeah, well done. Good for Good you. Good for you. All right, Annie and Elston coming up next for Polly for Woods. I'm Ben. Have a great rest of your Wednesday from all of us here at 97.3 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.